0: Where fanfiction is treated as the high art that it is. And after perusing the shelves of fanfiction.net for fabulous, spooky-themed fanfiction, which there was a there was a lot of. And after realizing that maybe I collected a bit too much Twilight fanfiction because I need laughter in my life. I still I stumbled upon this soon-to-be-classic Scooby-Doo, What Happened to You by Emma Jean-Louise. Is that her real name? I hope that's not your real name, but it doesn't seem safe. The Scooby-Doo gang separates after a big fight. But what happens when the gang gets together for another mystery that could prove fatal to one member of the Scooby-Doo gang? It is rated T and it has four chapters. And there are 6,925 words, and it was updated in 2012, but published in 2009. So, we're getting in the time machine again, and here is chapter one. She's back. Shaggy, P.O.V. Well, Scoob, this may like be the best one yet, I smiled. Looking at our quadruple dicker, ham, cheese, egg, pasta, turkey, chocolate sauce, banana, orange, apple, peanut, butter, sandwich. You want first bite, buddy, old guy, old pal? I asked my companion, running my hands through my shaggy blonde hair. RRAH! Scooby-Doo, my brown Great Dane, said as he took a huge bite. Don't feed dogs, chocolate! Changing the quadruple dicker sandwich into a single one. Ruby, Ruby, ROO! He laughed. Smiling back weakly, I started to clean the soiled counter. What's wrong, Raggy? What's wrong, Shaggy? Scooby asked me. I I was always ready to weep, but for the first time I found that I wasn't. Guess I'm just, like, not hungry. That was the truth, but it wasn't the whole truth. Truth is, it has been eight years since we solved our first mystery. It was the first uh, first that we have spent not running from monsters or celebrating the start of Mystery Incorporated. Still sulking, I sauntered to my room in our small one-bedroom apartment. Closing the door behind me, I, re- I pulled out a small binder filled with pictures, newspaper articles, and magazine interviews. The five of us were standing around at night, who had his helmet taken off, revealing a person. I still remembered how scared me and Scoob were that night. Raggy, hi! This ra rang! I missed the gang, Scooby said, putting his putting his heat loyally on my knee h-e-a-t i patted his head as we flipped through the memories of what used to be daphne p-o-v darling you look fabulous the skinny blonde man cheered i spun in my silky white dress my hair brushing over my shoulders the skinny man was pierre not only my agent but also my personal stylist After my acting career went down the toilet, I was introduced to the world of modeling. Luckily, my figure was so perfect, I never had to dye it. Thanks, Pierre. I twirled my long red hair around a a finger. Although I wish you would just dye your hair to brown. You look so, what's the word? He said, pondering the thought. Not me. I'm never going to change my hair color. Sorry, Pierre. I smiled. He had been pushing me to change my fiery locks for years now. Often and often pushed me over the edge in frustration, but I was determined to never let him get to me. My red hair was a trademark to Daphne Blake, the mystery silver. I'd grown too tall for my purple dress, so my hair was the only thing I kept. I walked to my dressing room where I would get ready for the show tonight. Closing the door, I changed into my purple bathrobe and sat sadly at my dressing room table, putting my head in my hands. A picture of Shaggy and Scooby wrestling on the grass was in the top left corner. Well, a picture of Velmo holding three masks and making a funny face at the camera was in the other corner. My most treasure picture is one of Freddy, smiling at the old malt shop as we we went to when we were teens. I miss the past. If only things didn't happen the way they did. Perhaps the Mystery Incorporated would still would stay together. But we can't change time, so what happened happened. I'm going to have to deal with it. Fred, P-O-V... Fred, get over here now. A rather large man in a brown suit called to me. Yes, sir, I said, bouncing a stack of papers on my arm while I shoved my black berry into my pocket. What did I tell you about these mystery stories? he yes, asked angrily. That they're not real, only a scam or a teenager pulling a prank, he said, holding up my last article about several d- disappearances by Disappearances l- 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 by an old abandoned house. Yes, sir. I said, looking down, he sighed, obviously annoyed. You're a good writer, Jones. Just get a good story and you'll be in the New York Times pretty soon. Now go and get a scoop or it's bye-bye for you, he said sternly. Stressed, I walked back to my desk, popping two Advil pills and sitting back in my chair. So much had changed in my life. Mystery Incorporated was doing wonderful, solving our 175th mystery only a year ago. Then came, then came the fight. A few days later, after solving the mystery of the haunted vending machine, Velma called us down for a meeting. One year ago, Fred P.O.V. So, Velms, what's up? The hippie in the pea green shirt asked Velma. So, you know how I've been still working hard in school even, even the, through solving mysteries, she started s- smoothing down her skirt and adjusting her glasses. Yeah, you've been in your books and since we've known you. So what? Daphne said. You was playing with a stray piece of hair near her face, her hair gently falling past her pale complexion. Well, I applied for early action, and I got into Harvard, she blushed. Well, wow, that really sucks. roo hoo! ray Velma! Woot-woot, yay, Velma, Scooby-Doo said, jumping up onto Velma to give her a wet, slobbery kiss. Scooby, get down! And I accepted. School starts in two weeks, which means I can't help you guys with, the, with they mysteries, she said looking down with sadness. Well, I'm sorry about that, Velma, but staying here is the right decision. Daphne and Shaggy gasped and stared at me hard. Velma looked shocked. But Fred, a full scholarship to Harvard. Do you have any idea how rare that is? It's It's been my dream since I was little. Wait, she's actually considering this? No way. Velma, we need you. If you go to Harvard, then we can't solve mysteries. Who else will get all the technical stuff, I asked, my confusion showing through. <laughs> you're the only person, white woman here, who speaks Mandarin. <laughs> we could just do it when I'm home for this summer, but I'm not giving up on my dream, Fred, Velma said shakily. You can't just think of yourself in this situation, Velma. If, if you go, you're letting us all down. Your choice, I argued, standing up. I can't understand why she would abandon us. You're the one thinking about yourself. This is my dream if you can't appreciate it, then I quit. I'm not in Mystery Incorporated anymore, Velma shouted. Sorry. Velma shouted. Her face red with anger. She sped out of. She sped out of the house. Was she parked in the Was she running or was she parked? No. <laughs> Did she just run her car? What? She sped out of that. <laughs> yeah, she just she parked in the literally in. <laughs> Surprise, it's a new window. This was like not cool, man. Shaggy said jogging after Velma. Daphne stood up next. "Well, wow, Fred, I didn't know that was the real you," she said softly, her heels clicking on the wood floor as she walked out. "Scooby," I said quietly. He was the only one I had left. Sorry, Red. sorry, Fred, Scooby muttered, licking my hand before he turned after Daphne and Shaggy, and suddenly, I was all alone. Velma POV, present time. And that concludes our lesson for today. Do page 932 questions, 21 to 85, and the two essay questions to 936. The, the professor said from the front of the room, I scrambled to write down the assignment as class ended. I grabbed a quick coffee and headed to my room. Sitting down on my bed, I tried to make sense of the calculus the professor was talking about. I pushed my glasses up my face, brushing aside my matted, messy hair. I'd always thought that I was so smart that I could take on anything. Back in the day, my teachers told me I was too smart to be in the school I was. The school I was. But coming to Harvard made me realize that I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. I was getting an hour or two of sleep and hadn't talked to anybody on campus. My grades were C's and B's. Not acceptable to the A-plus tune of 14 years of schooling. Frustrated, frustrated, I threw my book down. I couldn't handle this anymore. I looked at myself in the mirror. I lost a good 10 pounds. My ribs were sticking out of my T-shirt. What the That's what you get for driving into a house? (laughs) I get so dramatic. I don't remember a time when I was well rested. I'd only been in school for a year, but it had already taken its toll. I looked back to the mirror and saw tears swelling in my eyes. Through blurred vision, I saw a picture of the gang in a frame behind me. I walked over, tears streaming down my cheeks. I looked at the Velma I once knew, orange turtleneck sweater and schoolgirls schoolgirl skirt with matching shoes completed her attire big glasses and dark brown hair framed the smiling girl's face i wiped the tears away remembering everything i hadn't talked to any of the gang since the day i left for college and fred and i haven't talked since the incident i it wasn't that i hadn't forgiven him he was just confused as usual but things between us just weren't the same i turned to look at myself in the mirror again the girl I once knew was falling apart. I had to get away. I couldn't stand looking at myself like this anymore. Quickly gathering some money and clothes in my backpack, I ran out of the campus. Out? Out of the Oh, it's out now. Out of the campus. My eyes still streaming with tears. I hailed a cab. Where to, lady? The cab driver said, unaware of my situation. 2124 Santa Street, I said. The cab driver turned around. Lady, I have no idea where that is, and ideas capitalized. He said, confused. Oh, sorry, it's in Vermont. The man turned to me, eyes wide. Sorry, ma'am, but I can't take you that far. You've got to take a bus or train. I could get you to either station. Can you get me to the train station? And, and can, is it? Yeah. We'll talk about that later, I asked. The cab driver nodded, and we drove in silence. I paid him, and I checked the schedule. Leave it to the smart girl to not remember how to read a map. <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> Maps are her only weakness. That's why she never drove. <laughs> Excuse me, I said to a man at the ticket counter, but what, but what train can I get on to get, get, on to get me to Burlington, Vermont? The ragged old man looked me over, trying to determine if I was a runaway, and. The train leaves in a few hours. That will be twenty-nine sixty. That's it. Dang! I want to go on whatever Amtrak has been screwing me over. Twenty-nine sixty-two. The man said. I gave him most of my cash, stupidly bringing only forty-five dollars. The man smiled at me, and I turned and took a seat on a bench. My head was throbbing, and my face was pale. I must have looked half-dead from the stairs I was getting. I closed my eyes for what seemed like a minute. Track five, boarding Burlington, Vermont, leaving in five minutes, the announcer said. Jumping in surprise, I grabbed my things and headed towards track five. Taking a seat, I opened my phone, realizing how late it was already. Class ended at five, and the train was leaving here at nine, which would mean I would get there about three in the morning. I was so stupid. Why didn't I think about this? Wait till tomorrow to leave. Now I have a history test tomorrow i don't take that i'll fail oh man i didn't even start my calculus homework why did i do this i should just get off and get back just as i decided to go back the whole train jolted forward causing me to fall back into my seat we were leaving there was no stopping this i can't believe that i had just given up on the opportunity of a lifetime because i was too weak i watched the view of massachusetts disappear reminding me of what coming here was like i closed my eyes sleepy sleepily wondering what everyone would think of me when I got back. Three hours later, Belma's POV. The train stopped, jol- jolting me awake. My body was haggard and just wanting to go back to sleep. I pushed myself up and out onto the street. I remembered the, this place of childhood, running the streets with friends. I continued to walk down a small street, noticing the bookshop I used to practically live in. I couldn't go home. No, my parents would kill me. It went nothing more than their velms to get a scholarship and become a world-renowned doctor. The malt shop came into view next. Well, what used to be the malt shop. It had been taken over to a Red Robin. The 24-hour sign was still up. My stomach churned, thinking of eating. A year of coffee and the occasional sandwich had destroyed my appetite. The shops turned into houses as I finally found Santa Street. My feet were almost as pleased as I was. I was beginning to sway on the sidewalk, my headache returning. The house finally came into view, a small green condo with a single pink flamingo on the lawn. My eyes filled with tears as I turned to the driveway. A large green van labeled, The Mystery Machine, sat idly, obviously out of service. I walked slowly up to the door. Taking a deep breath, I rang the doorbell. Shaggy POV. Wow, the biggest veggie burger ever? Sure, Sure, I'll eat it, I said to the tux man. The delicious soybean patty was just centimeters from my mouth when I heard a buzzing noise. Oh, sorry, time's up, the tux man said. No! I cried. I woke up with a jolt. The doorbell rang, and that was what interrupted my dreams. Scooby lifted an ear and opened one lazy eye before closing them and falling back asleep. Fine, then. I guess I'll, I'll like, get it, I said groggily. Slipping of my slippers, I headed to the door. Who was at the door this late? I looked at the clock in the kitchen. It was 3.25 in the morning. I opened the door to see a haggard-looking homeless girl. She was wearing an oversized hoodie and ripped jeans. Um, do I, like, know you, I asked, throwing the sleep out of my eyes. Shaggy, she said softly. And She took one step forward. before She fell into my arms. Suddenly it all came back. Velms? And that was chapter one of Scooby-Doo, what happened to you and the... A few minor spelling and technical errors. I'm hoping it gets better from here. It's a little bit dri- uh, uh, Okay, I, I can ignore this. The Ribs were sticking out of her sweatshirt and she sped out of the house. That's just a weird mental image to have. So, um, but maybe, okay, maybe, you know what, it's uh, this is fan fiction. It could be worse than just. Don't drive your cars into houses. <laughs> it's a bad idea for you and the house. <laughs> Architects hate it when you drive your cars. The garage is almost The author meant fled the house, not she sped out of the house. and that, that happens, and just we Velma was skinny, so that that stood out for me. But chat they're here. I think we have time for chapter two, the red-haired angel. How long is chapter two? Oh yeah, we have time for this, and hope maybe maybe Daphne's hair will be as red as a fire hydrant is hot this caralina ghosted some, something something it's too early in the day for me to think of dramatic things i filled out too much paperwork for my new job my brain no function good chapter 2 the red haired angel shaggy POV. it's okay i've got you i held protect, protectively under the small girl in my arms something was poking me at first at, At is capitalized. Why is at capitalized? Moving it... on. Oh, I thought it was a pack of pencils, but then I realized it was her ribs. <laughs> what is with the emphasis on skin of the. She's, she's not think She's done Abby. <laughs> Not as weird as that hero-psych-fanfiction crossover where the serial killers really, really hated, like, fat people to a com I know hating fat people is bad, but he... And you never got any motivation for why he just pushed a fat woman off the sidewalk. Because he's evil. fat people. Evil, evil serial killer. More evil than style. Anyway... That was a trip. She was all skin and bones. I led her to the couch where she slumped back on my shoulder, absolutely exhausted. She shuddered and put her legs on the couch next to her. I froze a moment, having no idea what I had to do. Hey, Scoob, why come in here? I whispered in the general direction of my bedroom, with an exclamation point. As soon as I closed my mouth, Scooby-Doo walked in, looking tired indeed. He sniffed the air and gave an excited yelp. Robin! Velma he bounded over and started licking her face. Scooby Hey buddy she exhaled, scratching behind his left ear, his favorite place. Velma, like what happened if somebody hurt you because if they did all Oh all he said angrily, not really knowing what I would what I would do to someone some strong football boyfriend. No, Shaggy, it's just so complicated. What was I thinking? She said quietly. I felt another tear Tears soak into my big green budget. It's dramatic, Scooby-Doo. What, Velma? What are you, to- like, talking about? I asked, gently squeezing her shoulder. No answer. Velms? I fear her... I felt her body go... limp. She'll- Don't go to Harvard if you're a woman. Woman! <laughs> she had fallen asleep. Okay, Cautiously getting up, I maneuvered her head onto a pillow slumped on the arm of the couch. I stood there for a minute. I had no idea what to do next. My biggest dilemma had been between a double chocolate shake and a double chocolate sundae. Should I call 911? I stifled a yawn, realizing I was still tired. Raggy? Shaggy? Scooby whispered from the kitchen. He put his paw up on, on the telephone receiver. Raphne! Raphne! Oh, I thought to myself, Daphne! Daphne! Daphne, it's me. Get to my house. Like now, it's an emergency, I said in my most urgent tone, but still trying to stay quiet for Velma's sake. Shaggy, who's hurt? Is Scooby hurt? Daphne said, obviously more awake. I'll well, explain when you get here. Just hurry, I said, hanging up the phone. Not skipping a beat, I pressed in Fred's number and pressed dial. Just before the ringing, I, s- I started. I hung up. This situation is just so stupid. Why should a little argument prevent Fred from knowing what was going on? He was always the one who knew what to do, but I didn't want to overwhelm Velma in her current state. I stood there with the phone in my hands, reminiscing. Eventually, I brought myself out of it and walked to the kitchen counter. I put on a pot of coffee and went to the sink to wash my face. I looked up at the window in front of me and realized we had all changed. Well, maybe not a lot, but I was taller and a little less skinny. Maybe all those years of running from monsters were what kept, kept my metabolism going. Sitting at the kitchen table with my face resting in my hands, I tried to pull out an ex- explanation for Velma's behavior and reappearance. She hadn't even called me after the day she left. Not that I could actually talk to her after our conversation. Shaggy, POV, one year ago. I watched the Saul Brown... I... will. I... Just kidding, this is treated T, not M. <laughs> I blew up the small brown-haired girl. <laughs> mm, sorry. I watched as the small brown-haired girl wished everybody goodbye. Well, except Freddy, who refused to come. I pulled nervously on the collar of my shirt because I was about to reveal something to Velma. I'm going to miss you, Scooby, she said, scratching his head. Ru Velma. Me too, Velma, he said, licking her cheek one last time. She eventually walked over to me and smiled. Daphne and Scooby were playing a game of fetch in my backyard, so it was a perfect moment. Well, I guess it... Velma, I really like like you, I said, cutting her off. For my hands formed into fists and my eyes were closed, even though... <laughs> there was silence for a moment, but... Get this man some medical marijuana. Shaggy, I... She started. I looked up in anticipation. Velma and I had been friends for as long as I could remember, and I'd really liked her the entire time. But I was always too shy to tell her. I figured today was as good as ever, seeing as I wouldn't see her for a long time. I don't feel the same way, she said quietly. I unclenched my fist and blinked a few times to hold back tears. Yeah, I figured. Have a good time at college, Belms. You deserve all of it. I hope you're happy there and find someone special, I said. Letting a tear escape down my cheek without giving her a chance to respond, I started running down the street. Shaggy, Velma cried, trying to catch up to me, but I was too fast. I outran her easily, but through the quiet street to square, I could still hear her calling my name. Present Shaggy, P-O-V. Shaggy, a voice cried, bringing me out of my daydream. I wiped a tear from my eye and walked to the door. When I opened it, I saw Daphne. It wasn't like I was expecting the same little girl with the purple dress, but I wasn't expecting her to look so much older. It had only been a year, right? Her acting career stagnated in a year? What? She, she must have... Why didn't she go to acting school? I think that was the problem. She didn't go to acting school. There's nothing to do in Vermont. (laughs) I think she should have moved. Gone to acting school. (laughs) Dramatic (laughs) Scooby-Doo. So much older. It had only been a year, right? Her red hair was still there, but her features looked older, more mature. What happened? What's wrong? She asked, barging into the house, like shh. I pointed to the couch, and she gasped when she saw that it was inhabited by a (laughs) girl. "'My God, Shaggy, a girlfriend? "'I thought you'd never get over Velma,' she laughed. "'Shh, that like is Velma,' I muttered. "'Her amusement turned to horror as she turned to me. "'Wasn't she at college?' she hissed. "'I sighed and walked to the kitchen, grabbing two mugs of—' "'You could have gone to college for acting!' Dramatic Scooby Doo. She hissed. I sighed and walked Shaggy owns his. What the hell is Shaggy doing? He's a drug dealer, probably. <laughs> she hissed. I sighed and walked to. How. He's a teenage. How is Fred. A report. "'Anyway,' she hissed. "'I sighed and walked to the kitchen, grabbing two mugs—' "'Fred could have gone to college for journalism!' (laughs) "'They're real college majors,' she hissed. "'I sighed and—' "'Maybe they're not because they didn't want to—' "'Velma,' she hissed. "'I sighed and walked to the kitchen, grabbing two mugs of coffee for us. "'I sat down on the kitchen table and put my head in my hands. "'Shaggy, you look horrible. "'Are you sick or something?' Daphne asked, patting me on the back. No, I'm okay. It's just like, so weird that Belma's here. Plus, I haven't slept good since the gang broke up. Too many memories flooding into my head with sleep is like, needed. I said, taking a gulp of coffee. When did she get here, she asked, looking into her blue mug. A few out. What modeling is she doing in... What modeling is she doing? It's all coming back to me now. I finally... I, I, I had half a cup of green tea, so, you know, I'm i am hyped up! <laughs> I can't drink coffee because my doctor said so. And <laughs> fan fiction is fun, isn't it? Shaggy, you look horrible. Are you sick or something? Death? When did she get here, she asked, looking into her blue mug. A few hours ago, I guess, I said looking over at the clock to realize that it has only been an hour since Velma walked him, fell through the doorway. Do you want me to take her, take her with me? I know how hard this must be for you, she said, putting her hand on mine. Through the years, Daphne and I have become close friends. She helped me with my crush on Velma, and I helped her wor- work on Freddy. Well, sort of. No, I mean, I like, uh, I don't know, I cried, throwing my hands in the air, and so. In submission, if I don't talk to her she'll think that I still I still have hard feelings which you still do. I mean you're still crazy about you, aren't you? Yeah. I'm crazy about myself too, Damn Sometimes I even myself she said, looking up into my eyes with sincerity. I didn't return the favor and she knew what the answer was. Yes, I am a narcissist. <laughs> Check your work, people. Well, how about you go get some sleep and I'll hang in here? You deserve it, Shaggy. You've been a great friend to her. She smiled, taking her mug to the living room and closing her eyes on the big chair in the corner. I sighed and started walking to my room. And before I could even think about it, I passed out onto the bed. Daphne POV. Hold on. First chapter. Condo. But now it's a one-bedroom, now it's a one-bedroom apartment. Is it a duplex? What is Shaggy's house? What? Ah, dramatic Scooby-Doo. Daphne's I woke to a, up to a shock. This wasn't my bed, it wasn't even comfy. Then the night's events came back to me. I looked over at the figure on the couch, only to realize it wasn't there. I jumped up, looking around the room. What if she decided to leave? Hey, Daphne, long time no see. Startled, I whooped around to see a girl with messy brown hair and an oversized sweatshirt. If I hadn't grown up with the squirrel, I would have thought she was homeless. <laughs> what the? <laughs> so she's homeless. Skinny. And she, she was murdered by college. Give Daphne, give her a break, people dramatic scooby-doo. Velma, I said quietly. We stared at each other for a few seconds before crushing each other in a huge hug. Oh, Velma, I've missed you. Why didn't you call? We were all so worried, I said as we let go of each other. Harvard, they mean what they say when students say it either makes or breaks a person. Velma smiled, completely relaxing me. Knowing she wasn't tense made me feel much better about having to ask her what happened. But Velma, you're the smartest person I know. How could you have done so bad at Harvard? I asked. I, I asked freely? Was she being forced to ask her about that? That's a weird she, Dramatic Scooby-Doo. She looked down. Crap. I said something st- stupid. Leave it to Daphne. I mean, if you don't want to, I trailed. No, she sighed. I guess if I show up at Shaggy's door half dead, I'd better explain myself. <laughs> Shaggy gave me some bad shit. <laughs> She looked around the room expectantly. Where is Shaggy? I blinked, realizing that I hadn't even thought about him since last night. He must still be sleeping, I said, looking around. Scooby was asleep on the couch. Was, Where? Where's Daffy? How is how are Scooby and Velma on the he's on the couch? When did Scooby get on the couch? Shaggy owns a giant couch what small couch He looks so old, I said quietly, probably because someone fed him chocolate and he almost died. Guess we've all changed, she said. Took a deep breath. How Shaggy? Well Daphne sighed. But then focused on something behind me. Ask him yourself, she whispered. I turned around to see Shaggy. Hey, Velms. And that was chapter two of <laughs> Dramatic Scooby Doo. Chapter two of Dramatic Scooby Doo. There's a chapter three. Chapter three is called The Whole Story, and chapter four is a heartbreaking reunion. Is this completed? It's not completed. Well, there are some minor technical and okay, it's okay. It's the continuity issues for me, like grammar stuff. You can fix that; that's fine. But the world building's a little bit sloppy, and they're they're, they're a little bit out of character. But I think that it, it's supposed to be a mystery drama, but. It, you, you know it's hard to be subtle when writing drama i will give hopefully not her real name that good for you for putting yourself out there emma jean louise and i I wasn't good on the time either but still but still go but still go read the boldly go a frolics through space on what and i think it's good and i'm biased <laughs> This is a 3.5 out of 5 for me. So, you know, because improper fat fractions and stuff. And let's see, does she have any more Scooby Doo? Oh, and the capitalizations. Just, just some minor errors and fix the continuity. And I think this has potential, Emma Louise. So, good job. And uh, yes, I do overthink everything. You're welcome. And also, I would love to see a Breaking Bad parody with Shaggy. <laughs> Scooby is Jesse. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks man. <laughs> Fred could be the lawyer or all. Oh. That has potential. Someone to write that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, this is okay. This is. Okay, Emma is not her real name. I'm not saying it, but she's a senior in high school, and uh, she oh she's written five stories for Flight. What's Flight 29 down? H2O just had water. Scooby Doo and My Girl. So some kind of neat stuff, and she's a busy person, and oh and oh, she gets a little interesting stuff about her here, and she oh she has a lot of kind of a teen drama related stories. So if you're into that, you know, go read her and. Leave her a nice review. She's—I'm a bit harsh sometimes and a little bit cynical, but I... I'm in my thirties, and... <laughs> and I have a podcast where I read bad, fan... sometimes good, fan fiction. I did find some good fan fiction for you. I'm not that evil, although most of the time I am. <laughs> I found more Twilight fan fiction. <laughs> Seriously, that $5,000 offer still stands. I will cover exclusively Twilight fanfiction for only $5,000. And we will have a fun time. I will have more fun because I am $5,000 richer than you. (laughs) Anyway. What makes me happy? Money. (laughs) So yeah, and that was... Hold on, let me click back from the author. Scooby-Doo, What Happened to You by Emma Jean Louise. And that was Wide World of Fan If you want to read the other chapters, there's two more. The whole story, a heartbreaking reunion. And thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy dramatic Scooby-Doo. And have a wonderful day.